It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. A left knee capsule sprain and a bone bruise in for Jalen Suggs. It could have been a lot worse. And considering the Orlando Magic's recent injury history, everyone feared the worst. It's another reminder of how fragile this season could really be once again for the Orlando Magic, even after a preseason win. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 8th, 2022. My name is Philip. I am the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, Magic do get some good news this morning on Jalen Suggs. And oh boy, did it feel really dark there for a long, long while. We chat a little bit, probably the most important thing this season. We will also talk about the game and Paolo Bancaro's emergence because there was some good news out of this game uh, and go through the box score as well. But before we do any of that, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter who your team is, whether it's the Orlando Magic, whether it's someone else, you can check out a great Locked On podcast covering them with crazy amounts of detail. Check it out wherever you download podcasts. Search for Locked On in the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Delano Magic did receive good news this morning. Um, let's, let, let, let's, let's be real. Uh, this morning's announcement came down at around 8.30 in the morning today. I'm, I'm glad I waited to record so we could talk about that. Um, was very good news um, in, in the grand scheme of things. Um, Jalen Suggs uh, left the game in the first quarter after he hyperextended his knee, or it looked like he hyperextended his knee, um, in the first quarter of Friday's game against the Dallas Mavericks. He was going to set a screen, got a little bit of a shove from Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, planted his foot, like slipped and hyperextended his knee, immediately went down, grabbing his knee, needed some help getting off the floor, uh, and left for the rest of the game. The news, the, the, the diagnosis that was revealed by, by an MRI this morning uh, and, and, and shared, with the, shared by the Orlando Magic uh, is that Jalen Suggs has a left knee capsule sprain and a bone bruise. Um, his return to play will be determined on his recovery, I would expect at least a few weeks. He will probably miss the start of the season. But overall, this is about as tame as you could expect. Um, just looking at the injury, a bone bruise was honestly the least amount of uh, the, the 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 least amount that the Magic could hope could could, could hope for um, in this kind of an injury. So 
very good news that it's not an ACL. It's not like a, a ligament sprain or a lig- or ligament damage. Very good news that it's not anything like that. The bad news is with sprains and bone bruises, you just can't do anything to rehab it. It's just treatment and letting it heal and recover. So he's just going to have to be on the shelf for a little while. Um, that part's the good news. So hopefully we see Jalen Suggs. You know, hopefully that big homestand early in the season is just everybody coming back. Gary coming back, Markel coming back, Jalen coming back. Um, but in reality, this is just another kind of crushing blow. Um, I can't blame Magic fans. I certainly went there myself a little bit after watching the injury. No one can blame Magic fans for being a little scarred, especially when it comes to knee injuries over these last few years. Um Injuries have been the defining story for the Magic the last two seasons. Um, whether it was all the injuries the team faced, or frankly, last three seasons, all the injuries the team faced in 2020, starting with Jonathan Isaac, going continuing with Nikola Vucevic through parts of that season. Uh, so many injuries just defining this team and, and, and limiting what they can accomplish and limiting their growth. In 2021, of course, the Magic had the Markel Fultz injury, Jonathan Isaac was out the entire year. They led the they led the entire league in games lost due to injury, and they didn't even have a bout with COVID in 2021. And last year again, the Magic also led the league in games lost to injury. Whether it was Marco Fultz not coming back to the All Star break, Isaac missing the entire season, obviously, um, Jalen Suggs missing significant time with his with his uh, hand injury, with his knee injury, with his ankle injury. It was it's just all stuff that piles up. And, you know, uh, John Hammond has said it pretty directly in a lot of his interviews talking about the team that their ability to take steps forward, their ability to be successful this year is almost entirely dependent on them being healthy. It's the old phrase, your best ability is availability. And the truth of the matter is the Magic have lacked availability for much of the last three seasons. This season has not started off much better. The Magic's entire guard rotation is just thrown against a wall right now. Gary Harris, the expected projected starter, perhaps, out with a torn meniscus. His return uncertain. Uh, Jalen Suggs now out with a knee injury. When he returns, uncertain. Jonathan Isaac, obviously, out, still recovering from the torn ACL and the, and the hamstring surgery that he had uh, over the summer. All... Uh, these are all rotation players. These are all key players on this team. And, and we're not even in the regular season yet. We're not even through the daily grind that is the regular season. This is obviously a, a huge impediment to what the Magic want to do, especially because it is it, their guard rotation is just killed right now. The Magic have Cole Anthony. They have Devin Kennedy. They have Kevon Harris. They have Xavier Simpson. You know, two of the, you know, Probably only Cole Anthony and Devin Kennedy are your true roster players right now. Um, they got RJ Hampton. They got Terrence Ross. That's who the Magic are going to be relying on. And while you know Cole's looked good this year, this preseason, RJ's looked really good this preseason. We know their limitations. We know what they can do in, in the regular season. And of course, now there is no margin for error. And and, and that's really the, the truth of it. This Magic team, despite all the optimism, despite all the hope, despite all the talent and potential they have, has no margin for error. They've got to try and make life easier for Franz Wagner, for Paolo Bancaro, for Wendell Carter. 
they've got to try and, and, and make sure that they can manage their loads because they're also trying new roles and they're also exploring new things. And so simplicity is best. But simplicity is impossible when you're dealing with this amount of injuries, when you're dealing with being this shorthanded. And that's the real truth here. That the Magic are just extremely shorthanded right now. And struggling to, frankly, just struggling to field a full roster, a full competitive roster. For those hoping that the Magic could take a step up into the play-in tournament, it is impossible with the amount of guys that the Magic are missing, with the amount of creators the Magic are missing. You look at the offensive struggles the Magic have had this preseason, everyone says, Markel Fultz is in there, this problem gets fixed. And I don't know if it gets completely fixed, but I think there is something to that. Injuries are the defining story so far this season. Unfortunately, again, injuries are defining this team. And we know how quickly a good season could turn into a really bad season because of the amount of injuries that pile up. In the end, though, you can't do much about injuries. They're random. You know, if Jalen Suggs went to set a screen, planted his foot, slipped. Yes, there might have been a push from Dinwiddie, but planted his foot, slipped, and his body tried to stabilize and injured itself. There's nothing you can do about that. All you can do is wait. Unfortunately for the Magic, they did get good news. This is not some catastrophic injury that should keep Jalen Suggs out the entire year. Just like Gary Harris will be back in time. Just like Markel Fultz will be back in time. We are not dealing with the catastrophic season-ending injuries here. But these things still hurt. And hurt a ton at this moment. We'll talk about the game itself because there was a game and it was an interesting one with some, some issues that we've seen before and some new fun things to explore. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. A quick word from our pals at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game out there. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. They do have odds for most improved player in the NBA. Jalen Suggs is on there, so if you want to bet while the odds may be sinking on him, this might be the time. Marco Fultz on there, of course, as well, as is Wendell Carter. You can check those out where check those out at betonline.net, the fast and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games with events including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, in addition to basketball. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Now for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Basketball Preview 2022, a six-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NBA season. Local team experts like myself and the NBA insiders of Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey all combining into one Ultimate NBA Preview. The preview starts on Monday, so definitely check it out. Search for Ultimate Pro NBA Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, while the Jalen Suggs injury is certainly the big story, and and obviously the biggest long-term story, because like I said, preseason games, the score is not important. What happens kind of structurally within the game is not important. It's the things you carry over. It's the things you build on. Uh, as you get ready for the regular season. We're T-minus 11 days to the regular season right now. Um, the Magic have 11 days to get themselves ready, and there's, there's still a lot of work to do. But the Magic were able to pull out a 110-105 victory over the Dallas Mavericks, and the win, winning is good. You will never hear me complain about winning. Uh, I, I think I mentioned this on yesterday's pod. Um, the, get, the seasons where the Magic really struggled, at least what, six, what I remember from those seasons, was the Magic struggled to win in the preseason. Um, 2000, I remember specifically 2004, uh, 21-61 year, the year before the Ma- Magic draft Dwight Howard. Um, the Magic went like 1-8 in the preseason. And I do remember Doc Rivers saying that was a little bit of a sign of problems and trouble that was ahead. And while the Magic did beat the New York Knicks on opening night, they proceeded to lose their ni- the next 19 straight games. I still believe they could make the playoffs after that, but that, 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 that's just me. Um... Last year, of course, the Magic, I think, played, what, four or five preseason games? Did not win a single one until the very last one, and that was on a buzzer beater by Jeff Doughton. Um, again, preseason results don't matter, but you do want to be competitive. You don't want to look so un- un- uncompetitive. And so there was a few, there's good things and bad things, once again, coming out of uh, Friday's game. Let's start with the really good thing. Paolo Bancaro started to look like the Paolo Bancaro we imagine um, we're going to get. Um, whether it was because Jalen Suggs went out and, and there's just more responsibility put on him. Um, you know, again, ne- in- invention is the mother of necessity, or, or necessity is the mother of invention, or, or whatever that phrase is. Um, the Magic are going to have to fill in and fill out that role. But I, I do think the Magic have been testing Paolo Bancaro in different spots, in different areas, in different roles. And this was the game where everything just seemed to click. He had his post-game working, some really nice post moves. He was stepping into jumpers. He was hitting threes. You could just kind of feel the confidence building and brimming. He scores 19 points to lead the Magic um, and was just a really just good player. Just, just did, again, did everything we imagine that he's going to do. Comfort is a big thing for rookies. And, and, and all the veteran players, all the Magic players, you know, pretty much anyone watch, that is watching him super closely, is not super wor- was never super worried about him. But yeah, the stat lines he was putting up weren't fantastic. Um, nine points against Memphis, I think eight points against San Antonio. Um, you know, relatively inefficient shooting, just slightly below 500, uh, just slightly below 50%. Um, but also not super involved. Uh, I thought Tuesday against Memphis, he definitely looked like a rookie, definitely looked like he was getting the speed down, maybe a little bit excited about uh, playing in that game. Thursday, I thought he was a, a little bit better. And again, you could just kind of see the things that he is going to be good at. Like, his defense is actually a lot better than I think people were willing to give it credit for. There's still some of those moments that we saw at Duke where maybe he's caught a little bit flat-footed. But this is a guy that is getting more comfortable. And the more he gets comfortable, the more we're going to see 
that elite talent come to the forefront. And Friday was really the first sign of that comfort. He helped Orlando get back into the game into the second quarter. Uh, he helped Orlando kind of stay in the game in the third quarter. And by the time the starters left, the Magic were down, I think, five when the starters checked out in the third quarter. So they were very much in this game um, and very much playing well. And, and, and it didn't feel like Paolo was necessarily breaking the offense to, to just go out on his own. Yes, there were some designed ISO, some designed post-ups to get him looks in his spots. But he's able to get to his spots. He was able to kind of be physical and get to, get to where he needed to be, keep the defense off balance, do whatever he wanted. And, 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 and you know, again, if the lesson from Friday's game is this is where we need to get Powell the ball to get him points, to get him going, that's a great lesson. If, you know, game, if what Monday's game was about just letting him get his feet wet, just running him in transition, using him as a little bit of a playmaker, that's fine. If Thursday's game was a little bit more of the same, use him as a playmaker, see what his passing can do, that's fine. This game, the point of Paolo Bancaro's game was to get him the ball on the block, get him the ball on the post, let him go to work. And again, for the first time this preseason, Paolo Bancaro went to work. 19 points, 6 for 13 shooting, 2 for 4 from deep, 5 for 6 from, from the foul line, 5 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 turnovers. So a real solid game. Uh, for for uh, for the rookie and for the Magic's top pick again, the first time we really kind of saw Paolo be, be the Paolo we all imagine. But let's be real here. Um, there is a lot still to be concerned about with the Magic. Um, you know, and 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 it's it's things they've showed they can fix. So I'm not like I'm not like uh, so worried. But the, but there's there's some patterns that have developed that that I think are concerning. Um, first off, I'm going to stay positive here. We'll get to the, to, to the big concerns. The Magic still fight. Um, the Magic are doing a really good job um, just staying in the game, staying with their game plan, worrying about themselves, um, and, and, and finding, finding their rhythm. Um, these games are not about the score. So the thing I'm really worried about is a score-related thing. It's, it's worth raising because it's a pattern, but it, it, it's, it, it, there might be underlying reasons for why it's happening. But... This Magic team is fighting really hard. They are working and trying to find their rhythm. And when they do, things look really good. I, I will admit, I love watching this offense when it is rolling, when it is doing what it's supposed to do, when the ball is moving quickly, when they're making quick decisions, when they're uh, when they're really aggressive, when they're able to get in tra- out in transition, when they're getting stops. Everything just works. And 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 really, this 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 offense is layered that way, where the defense has to create some offense. And the offense has to sustain the defense a little bit. So it's it, this team is going to struggle if all those pieces aren't together. And that, that's to be expected. They're a young team. They're not a complete team. Um, you know, they, they, they're, they're going to need both sides of the ball to help each other out a little bit. Um, if, if the offense is really struggling, the defense is going to struggle too. Um, if, the, if the defense is cooking, the offense is going to find some success. And so it, 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 that's just going to be how this team is and, and how this team operates this year. But... The concerning part for me is about first quarters. For this, for the third straight game, the Orlando Magic got blown out in the first quarter. Just, just plain and simple, got blown out in the first quarter. Dallas outscores Orlando thirty-three to fifteen in the first quarter. Luka Doncic, twelve points, five for seven shooting, just did whatever he wanted. He was plus eighteen in the quarter. Played all twelve minutes, so that would make sense. Um, just did whatever he wanted, and, and yeah. 
The defense on Luka was okay. Chuma Okeke did did a pretty good job guarding him, and Luka just hit some shots, and you can live with that. But Orlando also went, it must have been like a four or five-minute stretch without a field goal. They were stuck on 10 points for a very, very long time in that first quarter. And it's not that the Magic were getting bad shots. I actually thought they were executing their offense pretty decently. They missed a lot of open shots. And when they started missing open shots, that's when they started breaking the offense. That's when they started kind of go doing things on their own or forcing shots. The worst Magic possessions are one-pass threes or one-pass dribble pull-up mid-ranges. They've got to keep moving the ball. This team is all about ball movement, all about player movement. If everyone's stopping, if the ball is sticking to one person to one side of the floor, the offense is going to fail. They do not have the players to play that style. Paolo might be the only guy that can do it. A Wendell Carter post up here or there, maybe. Um, But if, if the ball is sticking, they are going to fail. They are going to struggle offensively. And that's what keeps happening in these first quarters. Why am I so concerned about the first quarter then? Why is it worth pointing out that this is all happening in the first quarter? Well, preseason rotations are screwy. Um, so you can't always take as gospel what you're seeing later in the game. Um, Luka Doncic did not play in the second half. So yes, the Magic scored 55 points in the second half, uh, but Luka sat the entire time. So, you know, you can't... I wouldn't throw out the Magic's defense in, in the half. They, they played good defense. They did a good job. They, they won the game. Uh, but... Luka is not going to sit out the second half of a real game. Um, and and, and you got to figure out how to make Luka's life a little bit harder. Like, he, he, he got contested shots. He made his shots. But, you know, when we get to regular season time, you game plan a little bit to make his life a little bit harder in a way that you probably don't in preseason. So, again, there's all these caveats. There's all these warnings. But we have a pretty consistent pattern here that the Magic got blown out in the first quarter against Memphis. Got blown out, down 15 in the first quarter against San Antonio. Down 18 in, in the first quarter against Dallas. That's a pretty bad pattern. And yes, Jamal Mosley is mixing up his starting lineups. He is trying a bunch of different things. But that's a pretty bad pattern to have right now. And I, I only point that out to note the pattern. Perhaps it's nothing. Perhaps when the Magic do get the starting lineup out, do get the regular rotations out, they'll be fine and this won't be an issue. But when the Magic's best players or the, or the Magic's starting group plays the other team's starting group right now, they're losing and they're getting crushed. Um, I, I told some people who I, I pointed this out to, um, you know, it'd be one thing if they were losing by six or seven, you know, you know, stuff you could explain away, but these are double-digit deficits early. And, and, and while the Magic have done a good job both against Memphis and against San Antonio, and against Dallas. They were down 21 at one point in this game. While they've done a good job in all three of those games, fighting back and getting back into the game and giving themselves a chance to win and, and giving the starters some meaningful minutes in, in the second half or some competitive minutes in the second half, this is not sustainable. Um, and so, uh, I, personally, Tuesday, the number one thing I'd like to see is a better start. Um, no matter who's starting, no matter what starting lineup they throw out there, they could put Franz at the two for all I care. Um, I want to see a better start from this group. And if we get that, um, I'll feel a little bit co- more comfortable heading into the season. We'll go through the final box score, talk a little about some more individual performances coming up here in just a moment. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So the Orlando Magic win 110 to 105 over the Dallas Mavericks. They improve to two in one on the preseason. Like I said, preseason wins are not bad. I'm not ever going to complain about winning. Yes, we can argue and debate about, um, not argue, debate, but we can argue the 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 the, the um, value of the win or you know what what's behind the win. Certainly, the Magic's bench players, you know, deep bench players, pulled out the win against the Spurs on Thursday. Once again, Magic's deep bench players did their work and did, did some really good things um, in this game as well to, to secure the victory. Uh, but I am not going to complain about a win. It was a good win. Solid job by the Atlanta Magic. They got some good things. Um, obviously, we talked about Paolo Bancaro. 19 points, 6 for 13, shooting 2 for 4 from beyond the arc. Really the first game that Paolo Bancaro looked like Paolo Bancaro. Really, really exciting about that. I think we got to give a special shout-out to Terrence Ross. Um, Terrence Ross, 16 points, 6 for 8 shooting, 2 for 3 from deep, 2 for 2 from from the foul line, 5 rebounds. Um, Terrence has had a really good preseason. Um, he is making a shots, which is obviously kind of how we judge him most of all. Um, but he's been just really, really solid. Um, it was a key part of the Magic getting back into the game in the second quarter. Just went on one of his little scoring binges. It wasn't even about three-pointers. He was just hitting mid-range jumpers. Um, his defense has been pretty good, um, maybe ducking into the paint a little bit too much. I think that's a general problem that the team has had as a whole. Uh, but overall, just really impressed with Terrence Ross. You know, really seemed to take last season, you know, seriously and say, that's not the kind of player I am. That's not the kind of season I want. He is hitting his shots. He's more efficient. If this lasts, the Magic are going to be in really good shape with him. Uh, RJ Hampton, also a player who continues to impress. Eight points, three for nine shooting, over three from beyond the arc. Uh, one turnover, four assists. Um, again, this was RJ's worst game of the preseason, but he's playing under a lot more poise and control. He is really kind of probing and getting to his spots and, and really really manipulating the defense well. Um, you know, again, Jalen Suggs being hurt, RJ Hampton very well could be the starter on opening night. I, I, I get the sense that the Magic are leaning towards starting Terrence Ross, but... R.J. Hampton went, on, in my mind, from roster bubble to, yeah, keep him in. The, he needs to be in the rotation. Yeah, he is probably going to start now that Jalen Suggs is going to miss some time. Um, R.J.'s been really, really impressive. And again, this was R.J.'s worst game uh, for the Magic this year, or this preseason, but he was still really solid. And, and I, I really like the, the poise and, and, and precision that he's playing with. Um, if he keeps that up, he is going to have a very, very good year. Uh, Wendell Carter, I want to mention Wendell Carter. One for seven shooting, one for three from beyond the arc. Eight rebounds, five assists, five points for him. 
Uh, coming off a really good game Thursday, uh, you know, I think I, I don't worry about Wendell. I think Wendell knows how to get himself ready at this point, um, and so I don't super worry about him. I didn't like his shot selection in this game, uh, but again, I, I'm not super worried about him. Let him work on what he needs to work on. Let him kind of feel what he needs to feel at this point. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hit guys too hard for taking the wrong shots. You do too much, I'll, I'll hit you hit you hard. Like I said, the with, if the ball's not moving, this team is dead. Like, seriously. Wendell Carter's a great passer, though, and, and I really love how the Magic are using him as a passer. I've been talking all offseason uh, on the website about how good of a passer he is, how underrated a passer I think he is. Um, so I am, I'm really, I'm really excited for the season he's going to have. Again, uh, the shooting was not great. He took some bad, he took some bad shots, but uh, Wendell Carter continues to, to look pretty good in my book. Uh, Cole Anthony, uh, 12 points, 3 for 8 shooting, 6 for 6 from the foul line, 5 assists, no turnovers. Um, I will say this, um, Cole Anthony's shooting is still going to be a little bit of a negotiation and a debate, um, but the Swole Anthony thing is real. Uh, he looks like he is absorbing and taking contact in the paint a lot better than he did last year. Looks like he has the, the burst that he had early in the year. Uh, he just looks really, really good. Um, and, and and I actually like his decision-making. Um, yeah, he's a little shot happy. I don't think that that's going to go away. I don't think you want that to go away. Um, but he has generally been smarter with the shots. He is No one's embraced making quick decisions on this roster more than him. He is making quick, aggressive decisions, whether that's to get a shot, whether that's to get a pass. I, I really like the preseason that Cole Anthony's had. Um, I've been really, really impressed with Cole Anthony uh, throughout these three games, um, and so I think that that is, I think that's that's a really good step forward. I think he's taken a really good step forward. I'm really excited to see him play. Uh, Mo Bamba, 13 points, five for seven shooting, seven rebounds. To, uh, kind of a regular Bo, Bo, Mo Bamba game. Bull Bull, seven points, three for four shooting, seven rebounds for Bull. Got to see a little bit more of Bull Bull. I, I I think Bull struggled early on in this preseason. A lot of it, I think, is just getting comfortable, getting back on the floor. Just kind of feeling the contact again, um, but he played really well, um, and, and, and he started to look. He started to look more comfortable, and that's why I think we saw the stats increase. Um, so I, I, I was, I'm happy to see Bull Bull play this way. Uh, I think that that is a, a step in the right direction for him. The Magic shoot 45.9 percent from the floor, 12 for 35 from beyond the arc. So good, get those three pointers down. We're not talking about 50 like we did uh, against uh, Memphis. Like I said, I think the Magic's ideal three-point attempts are probably in the 30s. Um, I, I usually would say 30, but in today's NBA, that's probably 35 in the mid to upper 30s. Um, I think that's ultimately where the Magic need to settle. So if this is kind of their shot profile, they'll be okay. They missed a ton of open shots in this game. It's not just because it's a back-to-back. They just missed a ton of open shots, especially in the first quarter. Um, definitely a lot of frustration building on that, but they're getting good shots. So I, I, I'm... I, I have my questions about this offense. Uh, I, I do think that there are some issues that need to be hammered out. At the same time, there's a lot I really like about it, and I think the Magic are... When, when the Magic are running it really well, it looks really good. So that there is something there. It's just about having the commitment to running it, which can be tough to ask for, for a young team, especially a team in this situation. The Magic do shoot 20 of 24 from the foul line. We're still kind of in preseason foul foul mode, um, but hopefully the Magic can keep that number around that, that total... Um, they turn over, turn the ball over only 18 times for 10 points. That's a really good sign. The Magic just need to keep bringing those turnovers down. So not throwing the ball around. That's a, that's a good sign for Orlando. Um, and the other thing that they were watching: 24 personal fouls, so not 27. 
Only 22 free throw attempts for the Dallas Mavericks, so that's a pretty good sign as well for the Magic. Dallas led in scoring by Christian Wood with 23 points off the bench. Luka Doncic with 16 points in 17-48. Like I said, if Luka's playing the whole game, this is probably one of those nights he was just on one. But Dallas really struggling to get scoring from much, from much else. Um, some of it, certainly preseason, guys played limited minutes. You know, JaVale McGee's at 10. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith's at 15. Reggie Bullock's at 15. Um so, you know, not 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 a crazy amount of minutes for Dallas. They're trying to accomplish their own thing, too. So, I, I'm not, you know, again, don't read too much into anything, obviously, on, on this game. Um, Magic outscored the Mavericks 40 to 32 points to the paint. I think that's a big one. Uh, only six fast break points for the Magic, though. 12 for Dallas, four for 10. So, some of those numbers, some of those key indicators that I think Jamal Mosley wants to see starting to come down. Turnovers down a little, turnovers way down from where they were early in the week. Free throw, free throw attempts allowed way down from where they were early in the week. Personal fouls still kind of hovering probably a little too high. I think the Magic want that in the low 20s or, or below 20 if they can get there. Um, don't want to give up too many free throw attempts. Those are free, easy points. Fast break points coming down, so transition defense getting a little bit better, but that's still an area where I think the Magic need to improve. The Orlando Magic defeat the Dallas Mavericks 110-105. to Done with the road trips. Done with the streaming. The Orlando Magic back in the Amway Center on Tuesday to take on the Memphis Grizzlies. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of the places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic, Gary, Locked On Magic, and Phil Bronson Wright. See you all again next time for another episode of Locked On. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.